Okay, so mom, you hit us with the beat. Like boom, 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 boom. In the corner, Julie Richards, <laughs> Sarah Whitefield, and Samuel Richards. Returning for season three. Woo! <laughs> we need the a uh, we need one of those up. sound things. You should bring one of those things on it. Yeah, I think Whenever. I can edit that in too. That'd be amazing. You could be like a yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think we can make it work. Or I can just take what we just did and kind of. It's just... a little more embarrassing if you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of vulnerability it's... right at the start of a new season. Like, okay, Julie, you're Julie. seeing how weird we are. It shows. It demonstrates our humanity. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Look this at that. This is as funny as they get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, welcome everyone, and um, thanks for joining us at Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I'm Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. I'm Sarah Wakefield. And I did that with no business card. <laughs> That's off the dome piece after like six months. I haven't even... Uh, wow. You haven't been studying for that or I anything? I will say on my desk at work, I have a whole pile of them. Oh, so nice. I kind of unconsciously look at it every day. That's right. It's like when you're studying by osmosis or is yeah, that the right exactly. word? <laughs> I put a community roots business card underneath my pillow. When That's I right. <laughs> so it just, it just comes through. It comes shining through. But anyway, it does feel so good to be back. We are mm. uh, not only back for season three, but we're back together in the office too, which is pretty crazy. Which is fun. Right. I love being together. I have missed you guys. I've missed community roots. I've missed it. Me too. I'm glad we're back. And it's kind of weird because I can't just like turn off my camera and mute my microphone and <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh, <laughs> can we retake that, please? <laughs> yeah. Cut, edit. Um, but yes, it's so good to be back. And I'm really excited for season three. Like I was talking in my little teaser trailer, we have a lot of cool things that are coming. And I want to um, also remind my co-hosts that we are now sprinkling gratitudes within our episodes as they come up. And so we can still do a closing gratitude, but I would say right now that I am grateful for this moment and grateful that we're all here together. So we're on the lookout now yes, all the time. All the time. All the time. Be ready for gratitudes. Is this going to be like a quiz as we'll be talking and discussing, you know, polyvagal theory? And then <laughs> I, I'm grateful for polyvagal theory. <laughs> I love my window of tolerance. <laughs> Goodness. It's going to be a scorecard, and at the end of the season, we win something, whoever has the highest scorecard. I'm so grateful for that scorecard. <laughs> Falling behind. I'm grateful for you for bringing it up. <laughs> okay, sir, you've had practice, I think. <laughs> oh, gracious. But... Um, so this week I'm very excited. Um, it tends to be in the beginning of seasons that we kind of go back to um, this concept of what what is it like to be a healthy human and so I'm really excited for this segment, you know, coming back to home base. So, um, yeah, we wanted to outline that and kind of take you with us. So I'm going to hand the torch off to mom. So we we loved the idea of coming back. I mean, because 
we've taken time to listen to our bodies and our schedules and to just slow down, which is a huge part of what it means to come back to ourselves, which is home base. Home base is who you are, your essence of who you are as for me as Julie or as Sarah or as Samuel or fill in the blank there with your own name of home base is getting a sense of being grounded and present and showing up as your best self in the world. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what that, what does that mean coming back to home base? And then we're going to talk about what we are trying to heal from. One of the phrases that I often um, think about, reflect on, read, study is healing trauma. And there's all kinds of, I think, misconceptions maybe of trauma that it has to be something huge or significant in the sense of an event. And really, we can have developmental and relational trauma happening day by day, moment by moment, um, stuck in our nervous system and stuck in our bodies. And so there's a whole lot going on under the hood, I want to say, <laughs> like <laughs> with our car or something. Like there's just a lot going on. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and we're going to talk about like, why do we even need to heal? What is the point? Why do I need to put in the effort or the work to do that? Um, how important is that? How do we go about doing this? So over the course of our series that we're in on coming back to home base, we're going to be talking about all kinds of awesome things that we've covered before um, related to PM Melody and polyvagal theory and um, our parts work with wounded child, uh, functional adult, adapted adolescent, um, boundary work. I'm super excited to redo our boundary episode. I think that's one that I refer people to really frequently. So it'll be nice to have a refresher of that. I really like how, you know, also season three, being able to touch and expand on things as before. One thing I liked about this theme, whenever we came into what were we going to do for season one, I mean, season three, episode one is, with season one, we do have that kind of emergency handbook that we got together, that three-parter episode that you should totally go back and listen to. Although it's been a while, <laughs> I cannot speak on the audio quality or the editing ability. But um, I do know like that was an emergency handbook right there. And now we're kind of digging into some longer-term work, some more, you know, accepting trauma, accepting like, you know, a complicated past and trying to work towards more of a healthy future that it isn't as urgent, but it's more long-term. So I'm excited that we're continuing these themes too mm -hmm. um, in season three. It's, pre it's pretty great. We have, we have content to build on yes. and continue to pour into because I'm, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to lose Samuel's audio here. Soon. <laughs> um, no, but to go back and to build on concepts discussions and you know we've all grown in the time since the time that this first started and have um further insights and, and julia with all the work that you've been doing you bring um, more to the table than what you did six months ago or you know when we first took mm -hmm. our break um so i am very grateful for those experiences <clears throat> i think that's how our brain works too like i go back to before i was a therapist i was a teacher and they talk about when you're teaching a new concept to somebody, you start by what do they already know? And like, what's the foundation? And your brain will link and add to 
the things that already has heard about it and it kind of categorizes things. So it's quite efficient on the part of our brain. So in a way, season one and season two were a foundation that we're building on because now as we circle back around to talk about some of these topics and we have new ideas for different segments and things to bring some fresh um, perspectives and fun to our podcast. So um, I'm excited to see where that goes with all of this. And um, yeah, I'm happy about it. You're grateful for it. <laughs> In fact, I am grateful. Uh, that's a ticker to count for one for mom. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I think that's great. So I say let's dive in. So uh, kind of digging into that, what does it mean to come home ba- to ba- home base? What does it mean to be, you know, a healthy human? Yeah, for sure. I think the 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 essence of home base, if that is who I am in my sense of self, that might not be known to everyone for their own sense of who am I. One of the things that sticks out to me when I work with my youngest client ever was three and my oldest client was, I think, 74. And it's not uncommon to hear people 50s, 60s, 70s saying, I don't know who I am. Hmm. And I find that interesting because we're always learning more about ourselves and um have the opportunity to evolve and grow and change. So even who I am today, like sometimes I think in terms of parts work, like who I was as 14 year old Julie is very different Mm -hmm. than who I am as 50 year old Julie. And, and I'm thankful for that, (laughs) but I didn't even (laughs) intend to do that either. That's a gratitude. That's a ticker too. (laughs) Yeah. Like I am, I am so thankful that I didn't stay stuck and didn't have opportunity to go deeper and and evolve and change so is this happening are are your older clients saying this because they've stagnated or because they're not associating you know who they are with what they realize like i'm somebody who likes olives and likes going for walks you know like that being a part of it or is it just kind of i'm so into my routine i've forgotten who i am i wonder if part of it could be that I've heard that we um, live like 95% of our day unconscious. Mm. So we've been getting up, going to work, doing the same thing, having our same routines, but we don't really necessarily connect with ourselves Mm. and reflect on what are my thoughts? What are my feelings? I remember Mm. being in counseling as the client when my therapist said to me, like, well, what do you think? What do you feel about that? And I was thinking, nobody's ever asked me that. Mm. <laughs> Nobody ever was that curious about me. And I had to learn how to be more curious about, well, I, I wonder what I do think about that. Because you hear so many other thoughts and opinions surrounding you from so many people and so many um, sources or whatever that doesn't mean that you've ever been in touch with yourself. It strikes me that codependency can play a huge part in that, um, not knowing yourself when you've spent years or so much time. I don't know where I'm going with this, but the codependent thought stuck in, stuck in my head, stuck in my brain as something that really separates you from who, what your home base is. And a lot of, and I just know so many codependent people or, or stories. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> well, codependency is like the idea of from PMLD's lens of emotional immaturity and being stunted. And we, we take all our energy out. 
So instead of having it being mutual where it comes back, where there's more of this like serve and return, give and take, like mutuality, codependency tends to have so much um, energy on what does everybody else think of me and what do they need and can I maintain connection with people? What do I need to do to stay secure? Because if I lose people, I've lost myself. Like it's so blurred in those boundaries it's so enmeshed and dependent on that that we don't know who we are we're more trying to find that in other people trying to find our worth or our value or um, who we are based on what other people think and say so coming to home base is just like an affirmation and a confirmation of who you are instead of finding that in other people yeah i think so and for some people that part of us is somewhat, we might say, a lost self because mm. maybe we got too much into the rhythm of um, the unconscious of just, you know, we're on autopilot. Like you sometimes can't even remember how you got from one location to another because you're just driving down the road and partially in your own zone or whatever that you're not really thinking about it. And a lot of our day can be like that where we aren't really, we might be having thoughts or doing actions, but we're not like embodied Mm -hmm. and aware of, Oh, I've got tension in my neck or in my back, or I'm really thirsty and I haven't had anything to drink or what time was it that I ate Mm -hmm. or have I moved my body at all? Or am I just sitting in a chair for hours on end and I'm needing some movement and some stretching. I can just feel everybody who's listening to this, mm. like unconsciously, like strain, like, um, um, I haven't drank anything. I need to get my water bottle that's across the room. Uh, so it sounds like coming back to home base is it is not just a sprint. Like we think of when we think of baseball, when you're yeah, dashing from, yeah. you know, first to third or, you know, starting and circling the bases and whatnot, but it's a series of small events such as rem- like checking in with your body, checking in with your thirst, with your energy levels, your back, your neck, whatever, and also a- addressing complex trauma and identifying that trauma and identifying, and I think we're going to talk about this in a second, but identifying why we need to heal. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, I mean, I wouldn't have thought I needed to heal until I revealed some trauma to my first therapist and, you know, and it, it didn't break her, but it was the catalyst for all of this, the, um, you know, the way that I've functioned, the way I thought about myself. Um, so I think that's what I'm taking from here is it's little bits, it's big bits, it's unconscious bits that mm-hmm. you, you don't recognize. Um, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. This is a deep topic. Yeah. And what I like about that is that we all have these parts and like some of them, you know, we have our authentic self, we have a wounded self, we have a confused self, like all those different parts of us um, that what we want to do as part of our healing and growth as a human is to welcome all of that in and to allow it to be there. Maybe it's there to teach us something. Maybe it's something that we need to listen to. Maybe it's revealing to us places that are stuck or unresolved or needing some time and attention. So you're saying to welcome it all in, and that is the complicated, that is the wounded, that is all of your feelings? Yeah, your different emotions, your different parts of you that are maybe ages, like maybe my two-year-old self, my seven-year-old self, my 14-year-old self, maybe those had some memories along the way that 
kind of, I got stuck or stunted in that I, I want to get to know and to welcome, like I always picture it with my arms and I talk with my hands a lot. And so that's really hard to do as a podcast. So you guys can help me put into words what you're seeing me doing maybe, but like, I kind of scoop up my wounded child and scoop up my adapted adolescent. And I think of all those different parts of me. You know, I was just reading today um, a comment on Facebook that someone was making that they hate these parts of themselves that are critical or um, judgmental or things like that. And my, my first reflection on that was, like, those parts of us are protectors. We're feeling fearful about something. Amygdala. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's that that limbic part of our brain that is in survival mode that's like something doesn't feel safe to me. And so instead of wanting to push away those parts, which is what our instinct is to do, they'll actually get stronger and louder the more we push away or avoid. And... And what brings us healing and growth is actually to turn our hand the opposite direction, which is towards us to bring that in and to welcome it and to listen to it. And honestly, to have compassion for it, to say that part was trying to help me. That part was doing the best it could. And it might not be um, the most functional or the most healthy. And I want to keep working on that so it can be more functional and more healthy. But the fact that it was doing that was not against me. It was not something that is like cut that part out of me. We can actually pay attention to it so that we can become more, have more insight, more awareness, more compassion for somebody else, more um, more desire to keep doing our own work. Like if I see something in me that stands out as being critical or judgmental, I want to hope that that gets my attention so I can go, whoa, something's mm. off balance for me right now because I don't want to be that way. And so instead of pushing it away, I can do the opposite and let me get curious about it and let me have compassion for it. And so coming back to home base looks like some some reflection, some reflexive parts of us that can notice what we're seeing happening, observe it without judgment and just have compassion for it. Yeah. Something that we've definitely said on the podcast and it might've been you or dad, but the, don't you dare say thank you <laughs> that I'm so thankful for, <laughs> by the way. Um, no, that is about, um, the question like, huh, I wonder what I think about that. Mm. Like, um, just having that wondering about how you feel about something or how you'll react to something. And that kind of, you know, um, how I view it sometimes is, and this is probably because of one of the Headspace apps or something, like a, a stream of water with boats floating by and just watching the boats and being like, huh, that's an interesting thought, like your thoughts being the boat, boats and just kind of going, okay, here's the information I have and I'm just going to kind of like let it sail by and um, kind of observe it and not be overwhelmed by it, mm -hmm. but still getting some... Um, but I like what you said, and to kind of sum it up in your own words, too, or like being curious about yourself mm -hmm. and your um, emotions and your reactions to things and having some compassion while mm -hmm. viewing those things. Mm -hmm. I think in a previous episode, we did mention about the amygdala and what it does to protect us and to tie into what you were saying, Julie, saying thank you. Like when you're hyper aroused about something and, and you get that hot feeling in your body and at least I do, and I get tense and then I, you know, want to panic. 
Um, one thing you taught us in a previous episode was to say, well, thank you, Abigdala, for trying to protect me. This is not the same situation as when I was first, mm. like when that trauma was first experienced. But you're trying to take care of me. I'm going to be curious about this. Like, I wonder, like, what Samuel was saying. I wonder, I wonder why. I wonder what's triggering that um, response in my body. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's coming up for me right now. What does this remind me of? What what might still need my time and attention for me to circle back around to that? Because when we're doing that, pushing things away and they're getting stronger and they're getting louder, it's so that we can observe them and work with them mm. and welcome them in so that they can be more integrated. So moving into the part about what are we healing from? When I talk about healing trauma, people might say, I'm not sure that that applies to me. I don't know what that even means. One of the things that I think happens very frequently are relational injuries. And these are things like misattunements whenever we don't feel heard or understood. It's times that we've had to stuff or avoid our emotions it's injuries or patterns that keep on happening. Sometimes people will say like they're having the same argument over and over and over again, or it's um, a similar, similar pattern to what they've seen before, even if the topic is changing, something like that. And the things that do not have repair is traumatic to us. So if no one acknowledges it, no one um, is there to hear it or hold it, or sometimes... Um, apologize for something if that's applicable or not it's not even always an apology though sometimes it's just I'm acknowledging that you know something feels off for us so let's work on it anytime that we repair we're showing somebody that they matter and that they're worth the effort and that we're glad that they exist in our world so all of those are some relational injuries we might be needing to heal from And something that we've talked about before is, you know, as a parent, you're going to mess up at some point. It's like guaranteed. And so you were saying like, it's all repair, 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 repair. Being good at repairing relationships is almost, you know, just as valuable or more valuable afterwards because you're showing there is something that isn't lining up. You're willing to go the extra mile to kind of fix it. Exactly. Like 30% of the time we need to have for a secure attachment for someone to feel seen and heard and understood. And the other 70% of it is repair, repair, repair. And that is so helpful for us to see in another person that they're human and that it's okay to make mistakes and that we can learn from mistakes and that they're willing to put in the work, like you said. I also, I I definitely love how it just kind of going over the points in this way, this affirms like the need for coming back to home base. Uh, Something I've heard people say is, you know, your life is your life and you're kind of your most invested person, uh, like who's more conscious of what's going on. And so being able to look back at yourself and say, hmm, I guess something does need to be repaired here. Or I guess like I am not being heard in this area. I don't know. I just... uh, see that as a good connection and a good, you know, why we need to do this. Mm. Would another one uh, indicator would be just your response to things. So if I get angry, Mm. is, does that like, so in a practical lay person experience, um, in a practical lay person experience, you know, my everyday something happens and I feel like my blood boil. Is that a good indication that I need to repair or do I accept it as just a normal feeling 
or I would say it's something to get curious about mm-hmm. and to have compassion towards and to say, is there something I need to be noticing and somewhere that I've gotten off balance, something that actually leads right into our next thing, which is a boundary violation. Um, if someone has kind of overstepped or offended or hurt us or not held our boundary that we've attempted to um, establish, then that would create an angry response of like, I feel violated by that. Um, we could have some of these boundary violations that we have are, if someone has no boundaries, then it's going to look like abuse that um, it's just someone's coming in too much and I can't even find me because you're so overpowering. And then on the other extreme of that is neglect, which is where someone has put up all walls to us and and it's too little, not getting enough of our needs met and you feel like you don't exist or that you're not worth investing in. So those are another set of things that we can reflect on that we might need to heal from. Yeah, and it totally does bring me back to our boundaries episode. We have that picture that mom made for no boundaries, which like looks like craziness. Um, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, and I'm excited to revisit that. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be exciting too because I do see it as a key you know, part of this, part of being a healthy human. Yeah, sometimes it's just that we have stressors that have piled up um, things that take us out of our window of tolerance and have been overwhelming too much, too hard, too long. All of those kinds of things are something that we heal from. If we have a lost sense of self where we didn't give ourselves time and attention or others weren't there to mirror back to us or to be attuned with us or to participate in that serve and return that we were talking about um, a few moments ago, that mutuality that becomes something that we can heal from. And then there's another one that we call spiritual bypassing, which is having avoidance or repression, any kind of like toxic positivity, platitudes, like oversimplifying things. Um, for people who have faith or a belief in God or a higher higher power, all of those can be uh, an important part of who we are. But if we use that kind of as a Band-Aid to avoid what else is going on for us, or we only have to, or we can only focus on like the silver lining or making sure we say something good and we can't really explore all the layers of things, then that's kind of an indication to us that we might, we might be stuffing, we might be avoiding, we might be kind of pushing things away that, like I said earlier, will come back stronger. Well, I wanted to comment on the spiritual bypassing. Um, and I don't, and for those who don't have a, like a faith background, I think you can still do some sort of bypassing when you say things like some of the things that I'm thinking of that you might be um, talking about are uh, like look on the bright side or um, I don't know. You just have to believe, have faith in yourself, believe that you can like, are those toxic positivities? Because I think that, that's something that, not that I've want to use, but I don't know. Samuel, what do you think on this topic? I, I think those, those sound like platitudes. Is that what a platitude is? Just like a, you know, 
let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, let go and let God. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm, that comes to mind for me. I think it's that the idea that I, I really feel uncomfortable with your emotion, so I'm just going to tell you something to maybe help you feel better, but I'm backing up from you at that point. Like I'm not comfortable with your grief or your pain or your stress, and so I'm going to just kind of brush it aside with something that I can just, you know, chin up. It's going to be okay. You're fine you know, rub some dirt in it. I also feel like in our society, it's just a natural reaction. I, I don't know. It's kind of like saying, how are you doing? It's like, good. How are you? It's almost just like a, something that you reflectively, I mean, reflexively say. Um, Cause I find myself saying there was, you know, I've had friends recently who have been going through some stuff and my first reaction was to kind of say something positive. And then I was like, uh, you know, I want to just sit with this person, you know, and be with them. Cause then my next thing was like, go negative. (laughs) It's like, wait now, (laughs) you know, trying to find, you know, what comes to mind for me is that, um, inside out movie where, you know, sadness just wants to have presence, just wants people to come and be there with you. And so that's what comes to mind with me is, um, cause sometimes I feel like I could fall under the toxic positivity. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, I, I felt my body cringe a little bit whenever it was mentioned, but just like, um, that's what I try to remind myself, you know, being present as kind of a reaction to that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great highlight for coming back to home base when you, when you cringed and you're like, how could I say <laughs> yeah. that? That kind of, to me says like, Oh wait, I'm not myself. Like I, I, I wouldn't want to hear this. Why right. would I share that with someone else? Which I don't know. To me, that strikes home. (laughs) And I also think, too, it kind of highlights, too, that it's a process. Like, even though I've been doing this podcast, I've been in counseling for years, and I know that answer, like, still having to go catch myself, Mm -hmm. you know. I think we really should do an episode on how to respond in these awkward situations. (laughs) Yeah. But just with some practical application of, okay, I really want to say, it'll be okay. Like, tomorrow's another day. Um... Jesus can't give you, won't give you more than you can handle and kind of like pat your back. But what I really need to respond with is something that's not exactly, um, that I carry with me comfortably. So sitting with someone in some quiet space, Mm -hmm. like my whole body is just like, I just need to tell you something so that you can be comforted. Mm -hmm. And I would love to do an episode where we talk about, Hey, here are some alternatives that'll bring you to present and bring you to the moment and we'll help you sit in home base and bring you back to yourself. Mm -hmm. It is hard to know how to respond because people will be um, potentially hurt or offended if our response isn't what they need. And that's hard. And too, that it's coming from a place of understanding that somebody's harmed or like hurt. Mm, Definitely. And it's just like, you're kind of, here's your bandaid smack. And then it's like, well, (laughs) my arm's missing. (laughs) Because it makes a big difference. Exactly. Like it makes a big difference if we can acknowledge or we can validate and say, that is really hard. Like, I am really sorry you're going through that. Or is there, is there anything I can do to be with you in that? Um, I, to go back to a previous point that we've made is welcoming all the parts, Yes, you know, welcoming yes. the extreme sadness as well as, you know, the stuff you like to brag about, but being able to just be with somebody, welcoming all the parts, healthy human. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that tags ties into what are we healing from our repeated histories of maybe getting that sort of 
um, treatment. Response, yes. Yeah, exactly. And then, Julie, it, this kind of leads next into, you know, why do we need to heal? And would you take us there? Yeah, I think it is important that, you know, we often hear that phrase, hurt people hurt people. Um, we Almost like we've said it a bunch of times. <laughs> you podcast. may have heard it. You may have heard it Just once before. or twice, don't know why. <laughs> but it's true that we will bleed out on other people things that wasn't anything to do with that person because we're carrying that history with us and we're reacting out of that pain and the unresolved places. And the other thing is that we stay stunted. Like we end up living out in Pia Melody's terms. We've talked about the wounded child, the adapted adolescent. I imagine that our world and our nation have a whole lot of wounded children and adapted adolescents that are walking around. Hopefully some of the time we're in our functional adult and we're learning how to live into that more. Um, But any of us every one of us at different points during the day kind of slide into those stunted parts where we react more instead of respond or we're more unconscious and those implicit dynamics are all coming out instead of um, being able to be present and to be a functional adult and to be um, our best self as a healthy human. And just another good reason for why we do this podcast, like kind of understanding that if we have good mental health practices, it's easier to build off of that and build a healthy human after that. And it can't solve all your problems for sure. (laughs) You can't eat mental health. (laughs) But um, yeah, it just kind of reminds me why we do this. Like whenever people are walking around who are wounded children and adapted adolescent, and even us in this room, like just points to why what we do here with community roots is necessary and a good thing. Mm-hmm. And goes back to really what you and I talked about, Samuel, whenever we said, why are we, you know, you wanted to have the podcast around the idea of how do we change the world? Yeah, We change the world by becoming a healthy human and showing up with our best selves. And that brings that out in others as well. Like our nervous systems are speaking to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And so if, if I'm able to be a functional adult and, and present and caring and kind, and that helps the other person feel more safe and that they can show up and be present. So yeah, Sarah, whenever you ask, why do we do this thing? Let's just add a little, uh, changing the world as a bullet point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Why? When have I said that I... That was just why? your question. Yeah. Why do we do this? Why do we need to heal? Yeah. Why do we need to oh, heal? I thought you were challenging <laughs> my interest in this whole podcast. You're like, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I am very grateful for this podcast. Yeah. I'm very grateful for learning why I need to heal. No. Yeah, exactly. Why we need to, to heal. change the world. Yeah. Changing the is world. To Bullet point the world. one. Yeah. yeah. That's a good start. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is great. Yeah. So and, what are some others? And then if we have like patterns of reactivity where we're, we're feeling in danger, we're feeling fear, um, we're breaking attachment with others and connection with others that we mm. need. Um, and that can take all kinds of interesting different forms, like being compliant. So we're going to follow along on the outside, but inside we're feeling very frustrated mm been there done that yeah. <laughs> i think today <laughs> <laughs> having having some rebellion that we're doing the opposite of what we've been asked um having power struggles of like blaming someone else trying to find fault with them um, distancing from others um, emotionally that we just disengage we just wall off um and then addictions too that 
you know, anytime we're not able to feel our feelings or we need um, to kind of self-medicate, whether it's drugs or alcohol or it's shopping or pornography or um, gambling or I was going to say one eating of the things disorders, that, yeah, all I, those. One of the things I was going to say is for a while, whenever I had a hard day, I would just like eat some chocolate. And then I was realizing I was starting to eat the chocolate at like 8 a.m. <laughs> so I was eating chocolate all day. And so, yeah, I dig this healthy human vibe wherever we're also kind of looking at our practices and our reactions to things like, man, you know, that was my freshman 15 right there was milkshakes mm. just as like a reaction. So it's just mm-hmm. interesting. Just interesting notice how it. it plays mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I did that today. I got so stressed at work. By noon, and I always save my sweets for the end of the day. Mm. At noon, I had already finished off a bag of tortilla chips that I was going to wait till the evening to eat. And I powered through like a huge share bag of gummy bears. Mm. And I felt myself doing it. And I felt my body saying, you don't want this. And I was like, I need it. (laughs) Get in my mouth. And I'm just like, just like double fisting (laughs) tortilla (laughs) chips and gummy bears. And I'm like, I am so stressed. And it was was a neat experience because then my then I went okay I understand why I'm doing this like I am so stressed and this is making me feel good like this makes my taste buds happy and huh all right I didn't need to do that it's okay that I did that I mean it's not okay if I were to continue to do that but yes like instead of beating myself up then right for you know consuming all of this junk right. I then went okay you are so stressed like this is this is you like you need a break. You need to step outside. And that's totally a good time to thank your amygdala too, to be like, warning, warning, mm-hmm. something's not going right. You know, um, I think my amygdala <laughs> all day long. Uh, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, that's exciting. Well, sweet. It was so fun. Uh, as we got back to season three, episode one, um, I am excited, you know, starting off the season, right. Being a healthy human, I know that we're going to dive into all these topics. Mm. Even as we were talking, I was like holding my tongue from <laughs> going into some side weird. Lots of layers like, to all yes. of it. And I'm also so excited. I, I noticed my own mental health improve whenever I do these. So I'm excited as that kind of gets into my routine. And I'm also excited to engage with our listener base again. Um, I know that we've been getting some love even while we're off the air. So I know that's encouraging to those in the room. Um, I know we're so happy whenever uh, you guys just listen um, to what we're doing. And if you're interested in following us on social media, I know we're going to do another social media push here soon. So um, please engage with us. That definitely makes all this worthwhile whenever we get a nice comment or we look at our It's about the relationships, really. Knowing that there's people out there that we're encouraging or supporting or helping or... I think you can get this sense of like we're real people and mm-hmm. we're just kind of having that coffee house atmosphere of just being in relationship with you. Even if we don't have one-on-one conversations with you, you can join ours and we're welcoming you into this community to be a part of it with us. For sure. And I love, I met one of our listeners a year or so ago. I've told you about this, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, Uh, It was so crazy to, you know, meet a listener in the wild and to talk to them about some of our boundary episodes or something we had been talking about. And it definitely like energized me for the next couple months. So, and I know that hopefully knock on wood, that listener is still listening. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In which if you are, you should grab me whenever I'm at your work. But um, 
Yeah. Uh, so definitely please reach out. We have multiple ways you can reach out. You can find us on Facebook. Community Roots Pod is normally what we go by. Uh, you can email us, communityroots.pod at gmail.com. Um, that always b- buzzes our phones. That goes straight to our pockets. So um, we'd love to have you reach out. Another thing we're talking about is getting T-shirts. So if you're interested in getting T-shirts, this is not something we're trying to make a profit off of or not trying to uh, kind of sell en masse. Just if you're interested in getting a Community Roots T-shirt, shoot us an email with your size, and we'll totally expand the order. Um, I know some people have already been in touch with us about that. So um, maybe we'll give it till the end of the month. Sure, a couple weeks, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But if you're interested and you're listening to this like two years later, email us. <laughs> email yeah, us still anyway. reach out <laughs> yeah. because we still care. So. Watch. Yeah, yeah. We both care and we probably have some spares um, somewhere. Excuse me. Both? You just, you just, you went <laughs> both on me. <laughs> <laughs> All three of us care. Thank you. Oh, oh, Our community yeah. cares. Yeah, community cares. There Absolutely. That's Absolutely. right. I think that's what you're trying to say too with the t-shirts. It's about building community. Right. Like we're not here to make a profit, but we're here to be like, hey, I'm part of this community right. yeah. that cares. Yeah. And whenever I Absolutely. see you at Kroger, I'll totally, you know, wave to you and give you a high five. Um, you probably won't recognize me until I start talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll know your voice. But um, anyway, so thanks so much for joining us. Do we want to do one round of gratitudes just for old time's sake? Absolutely. Oh, Julie, we don't have to. No, I definitely do. I'm super thankful Mom's just that we are. I know. Room, like, She's like, oh, please. <laughs> no, I'm just super thankful that we are like bringing it into gear. We've been talking about it and looking forward to it. So I am really excited about this series that we're going to be talking about. I really want others to um, feel encouraged and fed by this and that this could be a resource for you that maybe you don't have counseling or maybe you don't have um, as many people that you're networked with. And so this is an opportunity for hopefully people to, to listen in and feel a part of things. I am very grateful for community, and I know that I just said that, but not just in the sense of community roots, but in the sense of your network, your support group. I'm so grateful for my support group. That includes both of you here, but also my own therapist, my family, my friends, those who are willing to sit with me um, when times are difficult, those who are willing, who will step out for their friends and their family to try to create safe spaces and heal the world one or I guess we can't heal the world, but just make those steps changing the world one person at a time, one moment at a time. Yeah. And this is going to be really cheesy, but I, w- I want to shout out our listener um, for this time off. Cause I've actually been, uh, our pod bean is one of my home pages, So I see our downloads almost every day and I see, you know, people still, communicating and connecting with us throughout our other episodes. And I know it definitely fueled my want to come back for season three, just seeing, you know, how much support was still there. So um, I just want to thank you guys for listening, for being a part of this, for sure. Um, It's been an awesome journey, and I'm looking forward to continuing it. So, yeah, we did it. Huzzah! (laughs) Season three has started. Yay! We did it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, everyone. Uh, we are going to, like I said in my intro, post an episode every um, two weeks or so. Uh, two weeks. So this episode is actually going to go up on September 28th. 
And then we'll see you again. Sorry, September 21st. And we'll see you again on um, October 5th. So look forward to seeing you then. And I will, um, yeah, we'll chat you guys up soon. Bye.